Jana Goek Petrikovich brings to her work a blend of more than 15 years experience as a corporate manager, entrepreneur, leadership development coach, consultant, keynote speaker, published author, and mentor, coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Bold Leadership Culture, an EU and UK-based company offering leadership development solutions worldwide. She's the author of Bold Reinvented, Next Level Leading with Courage, Consciousness, and Conviction. The book is designed around the soul framework, her trademark leadership model. Her lifelong mission is to cultivate bolder individual and collective leadership within organizations in service of creating a more sustainable and meaningful world. Shauna is passionate about holding deep and vulnerable leadership conversations in which she helps leaders face their own truth in a self-aware manner and take a stand for what matters most from a place of an authentic, bold leadership. In order to facilitate the paradigm shift for leaders and their teams, she brings hard-loving truth, depth, wisdom, and accountability. She's a certified professional coactive coach, coactive leadership graduate, organization and relationship systems certified coach, leadership circle certified practitioner, and an authorized facilitator of team diagnostic model assessments and a trained immunity to change facilitator. She's a mother of an eight-year-old son and a stepmother of a 25-year-old and 28-year-old, all three of them being her life teachers in different ways. It's my honor to welcome Jana here to the show. Let's get to it. Jana, welcome to the show today. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. You know, it's a typical winter day here in central New York. It's a little cloudy, you know, kind of cold, a little sleet, freezing rain. Uh, how is it in your part of the world? It's actually really sunny. Now it's already afternoon hours, uh, but it's still sunny. I, I woke up to uh, somewhat cloudy weather, but it got clear during the day. So it's very nice. And it's Friday afternoon. Fantastic. And and, and what are your plans for the weekend? Um, well, actually, um, I think I'm just going to relax. It's going to be family time, probably going to the zoo with my son, uh, do a little bit of reading and just just relax. You know, that sounds like a terrific plan. I'm, I'm going to probably do the same myself. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Beautiful. Now, what is it that you're currently working on or toward that excites you? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, and I'm kind of, you know, what comes up for me at the beginning is like, what, what shall I speak about out of all the things that I do <laughs> and that excite me? <laughs> it's, um, you know, when, when you're in this um, kind of mode of creating things, there's so much that happens every day, right? And there's so, there are so many projects and, and so many plans, and it's really, really hard to identify one of the things. But if I need to just say a few of those things that are currently at the, at the forefront of my mind, one of them is actually traveling to APAC region 
to deliver a series of leadership development workshops for one of my dear clients. And that excites me very much from a number of aspects. It excites me because it speaks to my values of traveling, of um, meeting different cultures, of bringing meaningful conversations, of bringing those conversations into the corporate world, of helping them reshaping and, and, you know, just cultivating boldness in their environment, in their context, and actually being bold myself by simply going to the other part of the world uh, where it's going to be really hectic knowing the, you know, the schedule, uh, but just being willing to, to, to dive in and enjoy. That sounds really yeah. exciting. Yeah, that it, it is. It is super exciting, and it, and it's just one of the things that's currently there in in front of me. But there are a number of other things. But I'm sure they're going to kind of we're, we're going to open them up as we continue this conversation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, our topic today is love, mm -hmm. and for me, you know, this came into the forefront uh, of my work probably a couple of years ago. Even though when I first started my company, one of the founding principles that I had was love. Mm -hmm. And I just, at the time, I felt like it was very, very important uh, for me and my work and kind of embracing that as a value. And, you know, I kind of set it aside, quite honestly, for uh, or put it in the back of my mind uh, for a couple of years. And then uh, about a year and a half or so ago, my mentor asked me a pretty profound question. And, and that was, how does love show up in your coaching? Mm -hmm. And it was a question that kind of set me back a little bit. It made me start thinking and reevaluating uh, love as a value uh, in the work that I do. So I'm kind of curious here for, for you, how does love show up for you in your work? Mm. That's a beautiful question. And, and, and actually, that was a, a great question that your mentor asked you. How does love show up in your coaching? Because I remember uh, uh, training coaches within a program that, that I do here in Central Eastern Europe. Um, once somebody asked me, how would I define coaching? And I said, coaching is love. So coaching essentially is love, love for the other human being, love for whatever they bring that day. Um, if you love them enough to be able to be absolutely present with them, despite of everything that's going on in your mind, that, that's the greatest love that you can give them that, that moment on that occasion. Um, and how it shows up in, in, in all of my work. So again, it's an interesting question, John. I'm, I'm looking here at, at, at five cards, each of, right here in front of me, each, each of these cards have got, um, one value written on, and it's an exercise that I did a few days ago. Somebody was wanting me, to, wanted me to get the experience of this exercise. So I, I went through the exercise, and I realized one of my values at this stage of my life is love, because for me, love has got a broader meaning than it had before. Love is um, simply. Looking forward to today, looking forward to today, every day I wake up, every day I have to go to my office, I choose to go to my office, I choose to work with my clients, I choose to listen to the stories of my clients and bringing love and understanding 
a presence listening for them. That's all love. And then feeling fulfilled and inspired by everything that they bring. And these are not necessarily uh, nice stories. Do you know what I mean? These are not stories of happiness. These are just simple, real human stories. And it takes love to embrace them and listen to them on a daily basis. You know, what strikes me about what you just said was the intentionality of how you're going about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, th- I think we, I think it's our choice and it needs to be our choice to be intentional with love, right? Because right. love, love is something that is nurtured. It's just like relationships. We often think they happen. Just like love, it happens, but it doesn't happen. It needs to be nurtured. You need to be conscious about it and intentional with it, right? Yeah, you know, I, 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 that really resonates with me, and, and I love that approach. And you know, just thinking about what it means to be intentional with my love and how that shows up in the things that I do and the interactions that I have. And it reminds me a lot of, you know, I, I would be remiss if I did not mention this fabulous book that you put out a while back, Bold Reinvented. And I love the the subtitle, Next Level Leading with Courage, Consciousness, and Conviction. You know, and, and part of that book and part of that is a framework called SOUL, S-O-U-L. And I, I wonder if you could just describe briefly what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's the soul framework, which is which I call a, le- a leadership model, uh, based on which the whole book has been developed. But in fact, it's a conversational framework. You could literally run any topic, any conversation through that framework. And it's uh, and it, it's got four main elements. It starts with self, which is basically. Um, how willing are we to learn who we are, where are we going, why are we going there? So, so all this exploration work around ourselves and our leadership. Then it goes to other, which is basically how is it that we relate to other people as we're bringing our leadership into relationships? How does that look like? Or you can say how much and in what way we love other human beings to be able to lead together with them. Then the next part is universe, which is a wider system which is basically what is it that we care about so much? So the essence of caring is love again, right? So what is it that we care about so much out there that we're ready to do something about it, that we're ready to step into our power, use our voice, and actually be uh, change agents for things out there? And uh, the final one is legacy, which is our passion, our meaningful work. What are we here for? What's mine to do? What's mine to change? And then how do I discover that love for whatever there is that's my work out there? But in our lives, we need to discover our passions. We have them for a reason. So it's never a conversation around whether we have a passion or not. It's always a conversation around whether we have discovered it and whether we have dared to live it. Wow, what a beautiful framework. I'm really very curious here. What was your inspiration for this? 
Um, you mean for the whole book? Yes, for, 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 for the book, yes. So my inspiration for this book was probably my own transformation, or probably, most certainly, my own transformation. So my own leadership journey that I've been on and how I got to realize what my values are and, and how I got to realize uh, what's the importance of living my values out there in the world. So I wanted to bring all that together through my own personal stories, through the stories of my clients, and through all the learnings in the leadership development that I've acquired. And I'm hearing a lot of love come out of that description. Yes. <laughs> you know, John, now that you've said that, hearing a lot of love, we could call my book also The Journey of Loving Myself. Wow. Maybe that's your next book. Maybe that's my next book. I'm actually in the process of writing my next book, uh, even though I'm not super proud with, with how um, I'm scheduling my time to, to, to dedicate myself to that. <laughs> but, um, hey, there's, there's a space for a little compassion towards myself here. Uh, but yes, my next book about the game changers, those people that have decided to live their love to the fullest mm. so that they can actually bring change to the rest of the world for whatever they see needs to be changed. Well, I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of that. Beautiful. I cannot wait to actually have it ready there so that you can get a hold of your copy. <laughs> you bet. You know, one of the things that you mentioned was passion. And it reminds me of there is a very uh, pointed section in your book. And it's it, the section is entitled Our Soul's Love. <laughs> And I'd like to just read for the audience uh, a sentence or two from, from this section and, and ask you to kind of give us a little bit of a reflection from your point of view. Mm -hmm. And this is what you said. Love is in the center of our passion. And so it all starts with love and us choosing it to be our force of creation of whatever matters in our world. And that is a quote that I have taken out of the book and, and put on a, a piece of poster board and have hanging right in front <laughs> of my uh, computer that I'm looking at right now. So I'm wondering, as you hear me read that out loud, what is your reflection today uh, on that passage? Yeah, it's a very powerful passage for, for myself personally. Um, so... Here's where I want to take this sentence. I want to take you to the distinction between drive and passion. Okay. So uh, knowing myself uh, throughout years, I'm, I'm, I've always said for myself, I'm a very passionate person. And yet, after having gone through a certain transformation, I realized that at certain points in my life, this passion was rather a drive than passion. And there is a difference. So, and I can, I can recall back my corporate years. I can recall back my, you know, um, um, uh, early age and, and just think about this, this, this need for recognition, this need to, you know, to move up, to, to, to go forward, to, to achieve. And the essence of that was drive. Have I ever stopped to ask myself, do I really love what I do? And the moment I actually stop myself to ask that question, then I realize what is it that I'm really passionate about and what is it that has no longer place in my life. 
So the centre of our passion is love. And when it is love and when we can recognise it as such, then we know it's not about us being simply driven. It's about us being passionate about something, something that is so important that we cannot not do it. In other words, John, that we would risk everything to be able to do that work, to be able to create. And, and another distinction here is very important. When I say to be able to do that work, I, I, don't, I don't mean job. I mean work. I mean creation. I mean calling. I mean something that you call to do, to create, to put out there, to, to put in the world, because it needs to come from you. And it comes from that place of deep love and deep passion. That is so inspiring. And, and my experience with you, Jana, is that you really embody this portion of the creation por portion of things, right? The, the force of creation of whatever matters in our world. And one of the things I really honor and admire about you and the work that you do is just that. It feels very, first of all, loving and very creative. And from where I sit, it certainly feels like this is the work that you were meant to do. It's just you, you can feel it. When you're in the place to do exactly that kind of work, you can feel that. And you can then also notice on your path if you're doing something that's not your work, you know, if you have slipped there a little bit for a number of reasons and that's not your work. And then it takes, again, love for your true work and love for yourself to be able to stop and have that courageous conversation with yourself and just say, you know what, this might be <clears throat> an opportunity, but it's not an opportunity for me. Right. right. That, and that's the courage, right? Absolutely. That's yeah. the courage to say. It's a courage to discern, to be able to stop and say, hey, is that an invitation for me or not? based on the real passion and real love for my work. And, you know, it's not, uh, don't get me wrong, it's not something that happens so, it's, it's not so simple. It's a question that you need to ask yourself. I need to ask myself every day, right? Right, exactly. I mean, and, and, and that has also been my experience as well. You know, I, I started this work with three founding principles. One of those was love. And what I did not recognize at the time was, to your point, being intentional on a, mm -hmm. on a consistent basis with applying that principle in my life and in my work is something that I really did need to be reminded of. And since I have been reminded of that in such a powerful way by my mentor and now through this book that you have written, it just opens up a lot more possibilities for me in my life and in my work. And you mentioned a couple of different times, sort of self-love. And that mm -hmm. has really been a focus for me over the last couple of years is learning to love myself in a new and different way because I continue to change and evolve and grow. And in that relationship that I have with myself, I've recognized that it's important for me to learn to love myself over and over and over again as I go through those 
various changes in my life. And so I recognize that when I read this section in your book, it just pierced my heart. Uh, It just really uh, resonated with me in in a significant way. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John, for such kind words and for such wisdom that you just brought. I think we um, I just want to refer back to that. You said relationship with myself. I think that we oftentimes forget and we're not even conscious that we are in a relationship with ourselves. We're in a relationship with everything, with our work, with ourselves, with, with other people, with the world. And right. it's and and we need to stop and ask ourselves how much love there is in this relationship and what does love look like? in this relationship. I agree. And although it might be a great topic for another day, I I do think that that there is you and then there's me and then there's the relationship between us. And what I am understanding from, from your point of view is approaching the relationship from a place of love is also equally as important as the relationship that I have with myself from a place of love. Exactly. Exactly. You know, there's one, one other little thing here that I just want to read out loud. And this is something that my mentor gave to me about a year and a half or so ago. Uh, And I'd just like to kind of get your reaction to this. So this is a, a, a quote from a lady named Elaine Fortier. Uh, I don't know who she is. I don't even know where this quote came from, but it it resonated with me so much that I I wrote it down and, and have it saved in a file. So here it is. I realized that there was no magic that was going to happen. It was up to me to decide what's my framework for living. So I made a decision and my decision was love is the most powerful force in the universe. I believe that love and courage are the core elements of a fulfilling life and of most successful endeavors. You know, and that is also a passage uh, that really resonated with me because I found myself in that situation many, many times over the course of my career and life. And so I just sort of wonder, as you hear that read out loud, how do you reflect on, on what Elaine is saying there? It's, it's a beautiful passage. I'm going to ask you to send it over to me. After I will. This, this conversation. <laughs> it's a beautiful passage. I'll tell you immediately what comes up for me. This, this wonderful self journey from a victim to a creator when you suddenly realize no one is coming to save you and it's up to you to define your own framework for living. And then there's another powerful element in that quote, John, and that is a decision. Somebody asked me the other day, again, it was, it was a coach training and somebody wanted to pick my brains and how did you establish your business and how you do this and how you do that. So, and I said, well, the key message is, have you decided? Have you made that decision? That's the key message for everything we do in life. Have you decided? Have you made that decision that you're going to create that, that you are going to be a creator, that you're not going to be a victim, that you are going to go after your passion? Because that's a key point. Once you make that decision, it's the commitment to which the universe will respond. And then ask yourself, is that decision based in love? 
Have you made that decision out of fear or have you made it out of love? And that will make all the difference. Very nice. You know, that feels like a good place for us to wrap up. What do you think? I think so too. That is a powerful note. If people would like to get in touch with you, how could they go about doing that? I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. Like out of all socials, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So if you want to connect with me, um, go to LinkedIn, reach out, start a conversation. And you can also visit my website, uh, which is boldleadership-culture.com to find more information. Shauna, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, I love hearing you, uh, and you've really given me a lot to think about and a lot of inspiration to move forward. Thank you. Thank you, John. It was such an honor to chat with Jana. She and I first met about five years ago at a leadership event in Barcelona. What struck me about her comments was the intentionality and purposefulness of her approach to love as a value. Pause for just a moment and, and reflect. How can you choose love? I want to share with you a, a little exercise, and I know that it may seem a little... I want to share an exercise with you. It's called My Love Letter to Myself, and it comes from Heather Lonzik, uh, and she wrote this in 2020. The purpose of this exercise is for you to identify your many great qualities and how they benefit you. You'll also come up with ways to practice your strengths in day-to-day -day life. This self-love exercise will help you focus on your best traits, abilities, and talents. And in doing so, you'll be on your way to being more self-confident and resilient. Step one, think about the things you love most about yourself. Focus on qualities of your personality that make you unique, strong, lovable, for example, uh, I'm honest, I'm brave, I'm creative, I'm compassionate. So take a few moments and see if you can make a list, five, maybe 10 qualities that you love most about yourself. And you can hit pause and then come back. Step two, consider the ways that these qualities have benefited you or someone else in your life. Here's an example. The quality of honesty has benefited me because my boss trusts me to work on important projects independently. The quality of compassion has benefited me because I've been able to fulfill my life's purpose by helping others in a servant leadership capacity. The quality of bravery has benefited me because I got through a very painful situation in my life and became stronger because of it. So take a few moments with each one of the qualities that you've highlighted for yourself and think about how it has benefited you or someone else in your life. And hit pause. Step three, 
come up with some ways to honor these values in ways that are meaningful to you. A couple of examples. I will remind myself each day that I'm a good and honest person. When I'm faced with a challenge, I'll remember the times I've overcome adversity in my life. I'll continue to create uh, because doing it makes me feel more fulfilled and content, that taking, uh, honoring that creative side of myself. So take some time and list the ways that you feel like you'll honor the positive qualities that you have. And now that you've kind of completed your letter, keep it handy and add to it as you go forth because your values, the things that you love about yourself will certainly shift over time. And I'd like to thank Heather for sharing this wonderful exercise.